Warning, this podcast is intended for mature audiences only. The podcast will contain adult language and subject matter. It is not suitable for all listeners and ages. Your personal discretion is advised. Feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up, because it's news shoe time. Welcome back, everybody. Joining me, as always, is proud Zoon owner and, uh, you know, Pokemon Go expert, Benjamin Orr. Yes, hello, hello. Ben, you know who's caught Pokemon Go fever is uh, my wife, Ashley Fitzsimmons Olsen. Oh, how's she now? Yeah, she's catching Pokemon all over the place. In fact, she caught one on my leg yesterday. How many has she caught now? Uh, I don't know. It's a great question. Ashley, how many Pokemon you caught? Ten Pokemon. Ten Pokemon. Well, I'd like to ask her a question that I asked you, and you had no idea sure. the answer. Who was her starter? Ashley, who is your starter? Ben wants to know who is your, quote, starter. She doesn't know what that is either. The one that you had to choose at the very beginning. You the had to choose The one that you three. had to choose at the very beginning. She says she hasn't chosen any. Well, All right, then. we're gonna. I, yeah, I'm gonna. Have, I'm gonna have to put you two in touch after we're done recording because this is horrible online radio. Uh, me shouting <laughs> Ashley in the other room about her Pokemon. Uh, I have caught no Pokemon, but I have witnessed the uh, the uh, what would you call it? the effort that goes into catching a Pokemon, uh, and I'm over it. Well, Lou, I can't fault you. You tried it, so I am happy with that. I did. I did try it, and then I also came to the conclusion that. Should I continue that I would basically be Michael Vicking Pokemon? Yes, let's not bring that up again. I, my childhood can only take one beating per week. I just did it because I want to make sure that your childhood really knows that I'm right. I just want it to know that I'm right on the money on this. So you want to know what also kicked my childhood t- this week? Uh-oh. Yes, I would love to. So I don't know if you know this game or not. You probably might not know this game. It Mid-90s Crash Bandicoot? Oh, I'm, Yeah. I love to Crash Bandicoot. So a few days ago, it had been 20 years since it came out. Wow. Yeah, that happens. I volunteer yep. you, Lou, mm-hmm. to put me in the home already. Take me all back <laughs> and old yeller me. Sorry, man. Don't worry about it because uh, was it actually it was yesterday. Yesterday was the 20th anniversary of Tupac getting shot. And I couldn't believe that. Oh, and today is the 20th anniversary of Dragon Ball Z first airing, I believe, in the United States. Wow. We are on two different wavelengths, you and I. (laughs) I'm like Tupac died, and you're like Dragon Ball Z. We are. We are (laughs) on two very different wavelengths. 20 years, though, is a long time. Uh, And so I feel very old because I remember when Tupac got shot. Uh, I also remember when Crash Bandicoot was like at its peak. Remembered very, very vividly. Dragon Ball Z, I cannot speak to, at all. There's a, there's a, there's a blonde guy with sweet hair in it, right? Yes. Yeah, I could do that for cosplay. I'd be good at that. I well, you have, to, you have to really spike it, though. I mean, and we're not hawking just frosted tips. I mean, it's like oh, you're no. gonna have to like go out of town. Oh, I could, I could make it happen. I'd have to not cut my hair for like three years. You can't just Guy Fieri that shit. You have to like go, put like a lot of effort into it. <laughs> I can't just use LA looks. And spike it up like Guy Fieri. So next time I hang out with you, and if you were to do that, please, please, please do not refer to your kitchen as Flavortown. 
No, I don't do not think do I, it. I don't think I refer to anything as Flavortown. I don't think that anything deserves to be called Flavortown. I just don't think that that's it's, it's not for me to judge. It's not for anyone to judge. Certainly not a man who still frosts his tips. How old is that guy now? Like he's got to be like in his forties. Old enough to not be fucking frosting his tips. Have some self-respect, you Tommy Bahama wearing weirdo. Hey, let's not bring Tommy Bahama into this. I'm going to bring Tommy Bahama into this. If his shirts weren't so damn comfortable, fat guys wouldn't be wearing them. So Guy Fieri? Fat guy? Yes, fat guy. Yeah, what about him? He's 48. Is he really? Then yes. he's way too fucking old to have frosted tips. And to have to go to the salon to have them bleach his chin pubes. Bro is way too old for that crap. He's also from Ohio. Mm-hmm. Is he from Ohio? Yes, he's from Columbus, Ohio, but he now lives in uh, Santa Rosa, California. Yeah, that sounds right. You you know what? He's the last adult male still wearing sweatbands around his wrist. He's the last one. Last of a dying breed. No one does that anymore. You know what else people don't do? Wear puka shell necklaces? Guy Fieri does. He is not afraid to embrace the late 90s, that guy. Can't get enough of it. He wears shirts with flames on it. He's got those old school Oakleys. I hear now he still listens to Smash Mouth. He looks like Smash Mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Guy Fieri and Smash Mouth in the same room. He, he fucking looks like Smash Mouth. <laughs> like, straight up. He also looks like Everlast. He looks like a really fat, young version of David Lee Roth. Oh, that's interesting. I can, I mean, I can see that, uh... Uh, I definitely like the Smash Mouth. I think the Smash Mouth is definitely the closest related. Uh, but uh, yeah, he. Why, why? God, why are we talking about Guy Fieri? He didn't even pay for any ad space on this fucking program. Yeah, so let's stop talking about him because it's getting us nowhere. Right. You know what? You know what? Something Guy Fieri would do though. What's that, Lou? Well, I don't know. Let's find out in our first story. That was a disappointing segue. I'm I not going to lie. I did it on purpose because I wanted to re- – here's the thing is that I, what I was going to do would have spoiled it and I didn't want to spoil everyone finding out what Guy Fieri would do once he can figure it out. Headline reads, America has found a way to deep fry water. American chef Jonathan Marcus came up with a way to suspend water in a gelatinous membrane using calcium alginate. He then coated the water in flour, egg, and panko crumbs. After a few minutes in hot peanut oil, just under 200 degrees, it's ready. Um, however, there's no high praise for it. It turns out that it's really bland. No shit. I mean, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. This is not an instance of where I would think doing it is an A-OK thing because it's water. Some people actually need this to survive in your Deep frying it. Right. And look, I live in Wisconsin where where we will deep fry all of the things. There's nothing we won't deep fry. Uh, but I think even we would draw the line at deep frying water. I'm not going to lie. If you look at the picture, it looks like a puffer fish almost. It, yeah, it doesn't look quite right, does it? I mean, maybe a deep fried marshmallow. That's what I think it would be, but... Mm-hmm. That's kind of interesting. Just, I mean, science at work. Right. What would you even use to, like, use as a condiment? What what would taste good with water? 
Ben, you know what one of the side effects of, uh, of this is or one of the deterrents to maybe if you want to order deep fried water is that if the water leaks out while the spear uh, or the spear <laughs> while the sphere is frying in hot oil, it it may explode, sending hot water and oil everywhere. So is it worth tasting something that's bland and deep fried to potentially scald you for the rest of your life? Science, always answering questions. Well, science really didn't answer this one. It just says it can be done, but should you do it? Right. It depends on the risks you want to take. Are you feeling lucky today? This is this is very this is very much a can I smoke on an elevator in Las Vegas? Sure, you can, but you really shouldn't. Um, you know, I've had this debate. That's why I bring it up. It's a I real mean, there are a lot of someone. morally gray things in this world. Mm. This would be the most moral of the gray. Well. I I just think that this is such a, a frivolous exercise. Uh, who was like? I'm first of all. Let's let's let me lift some praise. Let's do a compliment sandwich. I'm impressed with the science involved in this process. I really am. Spent suspending water and then being able to bread it and then deep fry it is really it's a scientific marvel to consider. However, uh, something something not good. Uh, let's see. It's just deep fried water, and why would anyone even want that? Water tastes like nothing. It just doesn't make any sense. It only fills a stereotype that this happened in America, because, you know, America, fuck yeah. yeah. But, I mean, there are so many things we could be inventing in this world, actual positive things, and we went to deep fry water. Again, I'm with Lou, though. The science behind it is really cool. I'm not going to lie. The science yeah. is very neat. But what purpose does this serve? I mean, I guess now we know it can be done, and that it's a bland-tasting <laughs> ball of water. Yeah, what is it? Is it still liquid? Is it food? What? What is it? I mean, it's it, dude. It it transcends our knowledge of food. Boah. Well, my mind is absolutely blown now. Totally. Well, now I want to eat some. To f- maybe maybe this is the forbidden fruit that the Bible speaks of. The forbidden fried fruit? The forbidden fried fruit? I don't know. I mean, you could fry fruit and it still probably would taste better. Oh, I'm sure frying fruit would be delicious. I'm sure that there are fruits that would be incredible if you deep fried them. Uh, let's see. What, what are good, like, warm pies? I mean, you could probably deep fry a cherry, a pitted cherry. That would probably be pretty tasty. Could uh, probably deep fry a pineapple. I bet that'd be good. Deep fry, uh, not an apple, but the apples you use in apple pie, like that glaze they're in. Sure, sure. Yeah, that'd be good. Deep fry a little hunk of that. I mean, look, look, again, I live in Wisconsin. The, the, the technology improvements in deep frying things is incredible. One of the greatest delicacies I've ever had in my life was a deep fried Oreo. But not just it, it was a deep fried double stuff Oreo. Uh, never in my life have I had anything quite like it. Double gross. Uh, first of all, I don't have to take that from you. I know how you feel. First of all, your taste buds are obviously not functioning properly based on your despise of Cool Ranch Doritos and Oreos, one of the fundamental staples of food. Um, so uh, your taste buds cannot be trusted. What'd you eat for, what'd you eat for dinner? What I have for dinner? I had leftovers. I had a Mm -hmm. ham that I put in a crock pot with potatoes, green beans, and chicken broth. Yep. Your taste buds cannot be trusted. What is wrong with that? You mixed ham and chicken broth? My God, man. You're a savage. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, 
Oh, did I tell you that I ate an entire helmet of nachos? No way. It took both of us to eat that, and we didn't eat all of it. How did you eat an entire one by yourself? I don't know. Um, so uh, <laughs> I have to ask: How high were you? Like, on a not scale at all. <laughs> I was scale of one to ten. Um, so this is going to reveal a lot about me. It's not really going to. No, um, probably not. But the Indians had a dollar dog night the other night. <laughs> I'm sorry. That laughter is just because I know you. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and so I got some hot dogs. And then after that, I'm like, you know what? I want a helmet nacho thing because I have the one that when Lou and I went to the game back in May, I got one of the Milwaukee Brewers ones. So I'm like, I want to get one of the Indians ones. So you know how the, the nachos we got were just, you know, nachos and cheese? Yeah. Oh, not at the Indians ballpark. They add pulled pork to it. Oh, shit. Not pulled pork, just pork or chicken. And you general. have my attention. So the cheese and pork ratio wasn't great. Especially the cheese ratio to nacho ratio was sure. not great. Um, It took me, I got that, what, maybe the third inning? I was done by it by maybe the top of the eighth. Jeez. So it was, yeah. It took a while. It was a marathon. So, yeah, I did that. Um, well, now, to be fair, the helmet that you and I shared, uh, we, we were we were rushing, you know, because we were going to sit on the field effectively. So, you know, we were in a bit of a hurry. So we had to kind of s- scarf that thing down. I would like to think that if we could have paced ourselves, we probably could have eat eaten a helmet apiece. I just I don't know how I did it. I it's felt too like much. It's, it's, it's kind of gross. Uh, but I. I, I I guess I'm proud of you, question mark? I mean, I know it tasted better than this fried ball of water. I'm sure it did. I'm sure your toilet was very displeased with your decision-making on Dollar Dog Night. Dollar Dog Night and then nachos. Yeah, yeah that, that did not yeah. go well. No, no, I trust me. I But understand. you know, it's weird because, like, I've eaten Chipotle and Taco Bell in the same day and been fine. Well, but see, you know, you here's the thing is, the thing with Mexican food is always expect the unexpected. You never know when that food poisoning is going to get you. Likewise, you never know when your stomach isn't just going to violently reject it. It's a crapshoot you have to take every time. Well, I mean, speaking of Mexican food, let's move on to story number two. And that's why you're a professional. Headline reads, Police officers rescue kitten from drainage pipe using a half-eaten burrito. Yeah. Fantastic. You heard that right. So basically, a a small cat, a kitten... I don't know why I had to describe it that way. Yeah, but a small cat, you know, a kitten. <laughs> for those of you playing at home. Yeah. Um, was stuck in a drainage pipe uh, early Monday morning. And some police department in Parlier, uh, California. I didn't know where it was at first. It just said Parlier. Um, it's in California, I think, right? Yeah, that's what it said. But it just said oh, yeah. Parlier at first. Um, so basically, this kitten was stuck. It was meowing and not catnip. Not uh, a mouse toy, but a burrito is what eventually lured this kitten out of the pipe. And the kitten is safe. Everybody's good. And there's a video of it and a few pictures. So it makes me have to ask, are burritos the new catnip? Well, it is certainly something to ponder because, like... A bur- unless it was like a, a burrito that contains some sort of seafood product, it doesn't even – like b- my knowledge of the cat diet, it doesn't even fit into that demographic. Like it doesn't fit into that range. So what is it about the burrito? And to be fair, I would like to point out too, the cat wasn't necessarily stuck in the drain. 
the cat wasn't himself stuck. He was in a drain and no one could get to him to get him out. So they were just trying to lure him out because like when you watch the video, you're going to realize you're going to be like, Lou and Ben lied to me. What? The cat wasn't stuck in there. He's just he's just in there. Just no one could get to him. Anyway, so I don't have to explain myself to you. Well, it's like a cat in a tree thing. Yes, right. the cat is not technically stuck, but it is. Right. So that's ki- kind of what I was going for a little yeah. bit, except, the, the, except imagine the tree being a sewer pipe. Right. The true problem I have with this story is that that cat's going to grow up to be an asshole. Or it's going to love Mexican food. I don't know. No, I mean, that's already done. It's not going to grow up to like it. It already loves it. Um, I mean, it is funny. Like, animals are weird. Like, I have two that live here. We had a pet rabbit for a long Like, animals are fucking weird. They're just like us. They're idiosyncratic. They have things that make them tick. Maybe this cat speaks Spanish. Like, there's no way to know. So it has, like, an El Meow? El Meow. <laughs> well, I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds super racist. You know what cancer is in Spanish? What's that? Oh, cancer. Yeah, I actually did know that. Yeah. El cancer. It's good. I'm glad I don't have El cancer. References, everybody. Yeah, it's good. It's a good Spanish lesson for the day. Um, So it would be funnier if this story, the cat was stuck in there and they like used the burrito to shove the cat out. Part of me wants that to be the story. Or like they they wiggled the burrito free, which then let the cat get free. But alas, the cat just wanted to eat that delicious Chipotle burrito. Again, like with so many other stories we've done on this show, it sounds like it has been or could be the plot to an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I think there is a very similar episode where Charlie has all these cats stuck in his walls. So he uses other cats to try and lure them out. That's correct. Um they also use a bird, like they tie a string to a bird and send the bird in there, and then the cats just eat the bird. And then I think uh, D gets stuck in the wall. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That is a very real episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Burrito cat. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, it's the perfect storm. The per- <laughs> the per- the perfect storm? I'm not kidding you, Lou. Yeah, oh, Christ. Kitty's got claws. Look out, everybody. <laughs> you like that? It wasn't even really a pun. Just a fucking turn of phrase. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't even matter. I guess this was this cat's fancy feast. Yeah, I suppose so. Do you think it was a fish burri- a fish taco? No, fish burrito. Damn it, I blew it. You done goofed, Lou. I done. I done and clawed it up. I mean, I'll, I'll applause you for that. All I know is be sure to have your pet spayed or neutered. That's just something Bob Barker says. Said. I don't know if he still says it. It'd be weird if he still says it. He's not on the show anymore. It'd be fucking weird. Bob Barker just walks around up to strangers and goes, be sure to have your pet spayed or neutered. What? Is that Bob Barker? (laughs) Actually, it'd be really sweet if he was doing that now that I think about it. Wait, when was Bob Barker on the show? What, Bob Barker? Bob Barker was the host of The Price is Right. That's how we always signed off. Be sure to have your pet spayed or neutered. No, no, I thought you – it sounded like you said he was on this show. I'm like, Oh, my God, what? I wish. I would fucking poop my pants. Can we get Bob Barker? Can we get Bob – Cheryl. Susan, Susan, can we get Susan. Bob Barker? Let me know. Susan, can we get Bob Barker? Can somebody get in touch with Bob's people? Um, Boy, wouldn't that be nice? It'd be cool to have Bob Barker on. Be like, what was it like to get punched by Adam Sandler? <laughs> 
No, just kidding. Pop Barker had a long and illustrious career of looking at hot chicks and home cleaning products. I didn't realize that Bob Barker is uh, 92. Yeah, he's way, he didn't retire until like three or four years ago. Like he, he was old when he retired from The Price is Right. Hopefully The Price is Right for his retirement. I hope he's not hurting for money. That was a joke. I know that he's not hurting for money. Is that the no whammies, no whammies, or am I thinking of something else? Uh, no, I think that's a different game. I'm trying to think of which one that would be, though. Uh, I don't know, but either way, in game shows, you typically stand to gain a lot of money. How much do you think Bob Berker made from that? Oh, I don't even want to think about it. Enough to save a goldfish. Which leads us to story number three. That was awkward. I'm not going to lie. What? I liked it. You were floundering around a little there. Oh, you just oh, you you just wanted to set yourself up for a pun, you cheeky bastard. That's well, that's just not fair. The headline reads: Woman spends five hundred dollars to save her goldfish's life after it chokes on a pebble. Sorry, there wasn't a question mark there. I just forgot how silly this sounds. Let me try that again. Woman spends five hundred dollars to save her goldfish's life after it chokes on a pebble. Um, a worried pet owner spent five hundred dollars on veterinary procedures to save her goldfish after it swallowed a pebble in Brisbane, Australia. Um, Emma Marsh bought her goldfish one year ago for $12. Now, hold on, sidebar. The average lifespan of your typical home goldfish is one calendar year. Why would she not just allow the the goldfish to pass, Ben? The no whammies, by the way, is from Press Your Luck. Press Your Luck. There you go. I wasn't alive for that, so I don't know how we would have known that. It's like Match Game almost. Sure, Match Game I'm familiar with. I've actually watched that before. Yeah, goldfish typically do not last long, whether they're the animal kind or the snack cracker kind. Um, I know because I love goldfish. Mm, they're so delish. They are. Uh, they, they are the snack that smiles back. Oh, yeah, damn, that's a, that was a good one. I forgot about that, that ad campaign. It was a good one. It's still going. Typically, what I know of goldfish is I had one once for about four hours because I got it at a fair or whatever, and then it died. Yeah, the ones you get at the fair, they're already, they've already been around for like two years. And a fish, to me, regardless of whether it's a goldfish or not, I don't really see it being the type of animal you're going to spend that much money on, especially to try to save its life. Right. Because you can't really interact with the fish. I'm not saying its life isn't valuable, it is. But it's not like a cat, it's not like a dog, even a rabbit. You can't inter- really interact with it, you can't take it out of water. Sure. So, to spend that much money, I don't understand. And the thing is, it was choking on a pebble. Right. That which, it ate. That it ate itself. Like, it wasn't yeah. like it was an accident. It's like you were throwing pebbles at your goldfish. Your gold. this is natural selection. This is, These are the things that just we need to start allowing to happen. That goldfish was dumb. He tried to eat a pebble. Say lovey. You spend $12, you get a new goldfish. $500 is literally a lifetime supply of goldfish. You would, if you put that much money aside to replace goldfish, you would always have money to get more goldfish. To me, it's amusing that the fish had to stay overnight in the hospital. 
well, you have to monitor your patient. That's just because the vet was like, look, if I'm going to do surgery on your goldfish, I'm going to be keeping it overnight to charge you for keeping it overnight. Like that was probably part of the deal. Otherwise, it's not even worth them doing. Got to make some money off that shit. It's a business, fool. <laughs> and and again, this is an avoidable tragedy. This is the fish's fault. Let him die. He was dumb. His brain isn't big enough to realize that he shouldn't eat not food. And like Lou mentioned before, it's not as if goldfish live 20 years. Right. Again, you 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 bought him six months. And I'm very optimistic currently. And you bought him six months. If that, I mean, let's, let's uh, not yeah, be too exactly. realistic. Like I said, I was being optimistic. You bought him six months. I'm being optimistic. You bought him two months. He going to be dead. You're still going to have to buy a new goldfish. And you wasted $500. Again, all life is precious. Ben already said that. I, I agree with that. But also at the same time, boy, I really I really got to be careful how I say this. The The investment you made on the goldfish is just unwarranted. There, that was okay, right? Yeah, I think that works. Okay, good. Like, I, I don't want to, I'm not, I'm not crapping on this lady. I've been in the situation where, like, the vet tells you how much money it's going to cost to save your pet, and you just go, just, yeah, just go, go, go. But, but that, that was a dog. Like, that was the thing that was going to live another 10 to 12 years if they saved it at that particular juncture. Like, th- this thing's life expectancy isn't long enough to where, like, th- okay, go with me on this, Ben. This is this is the time where, like, the vet would have the conversation with the family. Um, you may want to consider putting the dog down. Th- that should have been a conversation that was had about this goldfish. I mean, I don't know how you put the goldfish down unless you just flush it down the toilet. But... I mean, actually, if anything, you'd, you'd take it out or or put it up, I guess. Fair enough. Or you just electrocute the thing. I mean... Whoa! I only know that that from personal experience. You electrocuted a fish once? I did not. My mom did. How did this occur? I don't know, actually. Ah, she just hated that fucking fish? I came back one um, weekend from my dad's, and my fish were dead. (laughs) I'm like, the fuck happened? Still to this day, I don't know what happened. That sounds like a fun thing. That sounds like a fun game to speculate over. How did your mom electrocute the fish? I don't know. I was like 12, so. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. <sighs> I didn't care. I mean. Eh. I mean, you probably did at the time, a little bit at least, but now you look back and you don't. Just I was go. more perplexed in the moment of how it happened than I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, What? <laughs> Uh-huh. It was how? just so absurd to my brain. Just like, how does this how happen? How does this happen? They all died? Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I like to use all of them. Oh. That's interesting. Now, and here's the other. thing that I want to know is maybe this is just me being very ignorant of fish, but it was choking on a pebble. How can you tell it, that it's choking? Because fish either do one of two things or three things. Swim horizontally swim up or they swim down. So how do you know if it's choking? Now, Ben, I'm going to float out what will inevitably be an unpopular theory. Is it possible that the goldfish is her lover? Oh, God, we're going back to that. Now, wait a minute. You asked a question about 
how would she have known if it was drowning? You know when your lover's in trouble, Ben. <laughs> I barely, I barely got through that. I barely got through that last sentence. Well, what am I supposed to think? You prove, you you prove a question. You ask a question that I have no legitimate answer for. So that's what I'm left to draw from. The goldfish is her lover. His name is Conquer. She named it Conquer. So maybe he conquered her heart. For those of you playing at home, that is a callback. <gasps> Do you think that website's still up? <laughs> oh God! Don't look. I don't want. I don't remember what it's called, and I don't, I don't either. Want anymore. to know? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> don't look. Though. What was it? What was it even called? I don't remember. What did she marry? Was it her cat or her dog? It was her cat, I believe. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so yeah, and again, based on that story, why why am I not to believe that a uh, household domesticated pet cannot be the lover of a person? Oh, not to mention, this is like the third or fourth, or maybe even fifth week. I don't know. I, I lost track. That Australia, you yeah. made it onto this show. Australia in tw- I I would say 2016 has definitely at least to, up to this point has definitely been the year of Australia for me it seems like it seems oh, like I, I don't know that it's the year of Australia but they're making a late push Well because I feel like China has just completely disappeared they've gone black with their crazy I don't know what happened to them but they they've just vanished off the map they're not do or they're just not letting their like their press tell us how crazy they are anymore uh, it seems like Florida is still doing its thing. It'll always. This will always be Florida's show. We all know that. Um, but you know, like Russia has been. It seems. I, I think Australia is. I think Australia right now is making a strong push to be country of the year. News shoe country of the year. Strong push. I mean, Japan's been on here a few times, but nothing like Australia though. Australia's been back to back to back. Like, yeah, they're I mean, killing. They're killing the game right now. They are en fuego. I mean, it's fourth quarter, and they're making that game-winning push right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, they are Kyrie Irvinging it. I don't know how to how to make that tense work. They are they are Kyrie Irving it. Wouldn't be Kyrie Irvinging. Yeah, that's what I said the first time, but it felt terrible. Kyrie Irvinging it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, but it feels awful. It doesn't sound right. It sounds like I'm a. It sounds like I have a stutter. <laughs> Kyrie Irvinging it. Um, but you know. Last second shot, Kyrie Irving, doing all those sweet fake moves. We uh, we play a game in the office at work uh, because they gave us basketball hoops like idiots like six months ago. We played this game. We used to play the Steph Curry game because they were the champs, and it was uh, you had to literally like as the ball hit your hands, you had to immediately start shooting, and somebody would pass it to you, and you'd have to shoot immediately like without like looking or setting your feet. It had to be one motion because that's what Steph Curry does. And then now we play the uh, Kyrie Irving game since he's the champ, and basically you just have a seizure and then shoot. <laughs> Because that's what he did in that game-winning shot. He basically just like threw himself side to side and then shot and made it. So how effective is it at work? What do you mean? How effective is that shot at work? The other yeah. day, the other day it only took me two tries, and we shoot from like a far ways away. The other day, on my second try, I I hit the Kyrie Irving game. So sometimes it works. Uh, I was way better at the Steph Curry game than I am the Kyrie Irving game. Steph Curry game, I was really good at. So basically, you're saying the Cavs are going to call you tomorrow. I don't think so. I think that they're probably fine without me. Now, the Toronto Raptors, they may need my help. What about the Bucks? 
Yeah, they 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 need all all of the helps. I don't know basketball, so I'm just spitballing here. Now you're doing great. Uh, the Bucks are bad, but they're getting a new arena because America makes me sad. America. Oh yeah, wasn't that that whole thing with like Scott Walker cut education to build like more sports <laughs> arenas or something? Yeah, he cut a, like a quarter of a billion dollars from from education <laughs> to get to. Okay, now. That would, a fraction of that would be okay if the Bucks were actually good. Right. And that's – I think that's pretty much everybody's consensus about it. Uh, it's our fault. Like uh, he, he keeps getting in office, so it's our fault. <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, he's he's just the worst though. Yeah. A quarter, quarter of a – that's a B. It starts with a B as in boy, billion dollars. Well, Lou, maybe your state can get some money back from our story of the week. Oh, that's a great segue, but that's their money. I'm, we're not going to get any of that. Headline reads, 45,000 pounds of spilled pennies ensnare traffic on Delaware Interstate for 13 hours. So at 1.53 in the morning uh, last Thursday, a tractor trailer carting 45,000 pounds of pennies overturned on Interstate 95 and caught fire spewing the shiny bits of pennies across the road, which delayed traffic for 13 hours. The pennies, were still blank, were en route to the Philadelphia mint to be stamped with good old Honest Abe's face on them. But the um, driver, a 25-year-old resident of Chicago, veered the tractor into a concrete barrier. And it's unclear why it happened. So we don't know if he was drunk, if he was tired. Maybe he was, I don't know. Maybe he just had a really good chicken sandwich and just enjoying that. You know, it's possible he was upset his, with his pay because he was only getting pennies on the dollar. This is why we keep you around. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I got to be honest with you, everybody listening. Um, until you see the pictures, you can't really fathom how many pennies 45000 is. I mean, you could try, but like... I I I was flummoxed. I believe is the uh, the adjective I'm looking for. Uh, like just stared at the pictures for a while, going, it it looks like an invasion of pennies. Like this is how like the world if, ends. This is seriously how yeah, the world ends. Like the overhead pictures are like you look at how much that is, and it's like it. No wonder it took them 13 hours to clean up. It's fucking everywhere. Like the pennies look like they're fluid. Like they sp- like they spread out like they're a liquid terminator. It's like a sea almost. Like a sea of copper. Like get out your surfboard because I mean you're going to be catching some waves. That'd be sweet. Yeah, you could definitely Scrooge McDuck uh, this week if you wanted to. You could definitely Ducktales if you needed to oh, this week. Ducktales in Delaware. Good, yeah, you there's could a good reference. Whistle the theme song. Uh, but I, I would like to point out that Family Guy did debunk. You cannot swim in gold coins. I just like to point out it was debunked by Family Guy, uh, so don't try it, please. Don't don't do it. But forty five thousand uh, pennies, they probably have value even if they're not stamped because there is copper still in pennies. Well, so, no, that's that's forty five thousand pounds. I don't know exactly how many pennies. Oh that yeah, I'm was. sorry, you're right. Forty five thousand pounds. So again, that's I mean, there's a little bit of copper and all that. That's a lot of copper. You know, there there are uh, crack addicts who would rip my house apart for copper wiring or or uh, piping if they could find it. There is an organization, and I didn't know this, um, that's dedicated to getting rid of the penny, and there's a lot of penny hate, apparently. 
Which is, I, I mean, look, I agree that it, it does seem like the sort of, uh, it does seem like sort of a burden on us at this point, since Penny, the Penny, uh, at least effectively is has no value by itself as a standalone piece of currency. Uh, but at the same time, like, what happens if your change is ninety three cents? Where does that get rounded? Yeah. So unless they have the math in order as as to what's going to replace that, if anything, you know, it's insane. Unless you have very clear rules about rounding up and rounding down, you know, or maybe they just assume that, you know, everybody's just going to use their Apple Pay. You know, we have we have Apple Pay now and Ashley has the Apple Watch. Ashley technically doesn't have to take her wallet anywhere. If they have Apple Pay, she doesn't have to take her wallet anywhere. Just boop. So maybe they're just assuming that's going to be the thing. I've actually never used the wallet feature. I don't know what it does. Oh, it's kind of nice. It took me a while to get used to it. You'll learn. It's kind of nice. Uh, yeah. At least my iPhone still has a headphone jack, though. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. What the fuck happened there? I like yeah, that. Just, just side tangent real quick. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that shit? Why would you oh, yeah. think that's a good idea? I understand the whole, like, oh, well, it makes it so water doesn't get in and whatnot, but... It just, it just doesn't seem necessary. Exactly. Like, if you're around water with a phone anyway and you go in the water, chances are you probably shouldn't have a phone that nice. Right. Uh, I don't, I, I didn't understand, I don't, I still don't understand it. I, I just, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, what, were people complaining that earbuds had become a burden? Like, I, I don't, like, I, I, it just seems odd to me. Like, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand why they were like, yeah, we gotta do away with it. But you know what? Typically when Apple says that sort of stuff and then they do that sort of stuff, it works out. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Ashley's Apple Watch is cool as hell, so, you know. Hard to say. So, with all these unstamped pennies now, I'm sure all of them were not gathered. I'm sure there were still a few stragglers. Mm -hmm. What do you do with this? Do you go back and stamp them? But do you just, like, get rid of them? Like, that would be a huge waste. You sell them to Rusty Gus. He He does scrap copper. Rusty Gus sounds like he should have been like the spinoff to Sanford and Son. No, Rusty Gus is a character on some sort of show that involves homeless people. Oh. Yeah, that's not, that's like a that'd be like if I was gonna do like a homeless character, just like for fun or like on a TV show. That's what I'd want to be called, Rusty Gus. You know, this article mentions the Harriet Tubman thing, which I completely forgot about. Oh, yeah, that they were going to um, change it? Or, yeah, when is that happening? That's happening soon, right? Yeah, I've just, I forgot when. Um, yeah, I don't know when either, and I don't think the story says, I was looking to, I don't think it says when it's going to happen, but, uh, yeah, that's going to be happening soon. I'm I'm into that. I don't, I guess I, I to be honest, I don't really care. <laughs> like, it doesn't really make a difference to me one way or the other, so, I'm cool. Plus, the guy who was on there before was kind of a douche anyways. Oh, Andrew Jackson was sweet, man. He gave no shit. He gave no shits. That dude, that dude, get, he got like that shot. Guy, that guy was a douche. That's why he got shot all the time. Dude was a douche. No, he he got shot. He <laughs> fought people off, man. Like that that dude was a fucking badass. I don't know. I wasn't around in that time. I'm not, I'm not that old. Yeah. So maybe, as this article says, maybe there is some wiggle room to get rid of the penny, and maybe this article, this whole story that happened, is a reason why because, you know. Now we have pennies that are all across Delaware. 
Ah, Delaware. The What's even in Delaware? Dover? I think that's the capital. I'm not going to lie. Delaware is one of those states that I forget is a state. I never forget that it's a state. I just never remember, like, if you showed me... If you showed me the shape of New Hampshire and the shape of uh, of Vermont, I would look at them and go, I don't know which one is which. I know that they're one or the other. I just don't know which one is which. Like, I mean, it's not to insult the people of Delaware. I'm just, I forget about your state. Not not to insult you. I just, I don't remember that's a place. So. Because it's, it's not like a place where you hear like anything ever happen. And maybe that's a good thing. I mean, maybe that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it because it's kind of like sandwiched between like I think New Jersey and Virginia, so it kind of gets overshadowed quite a bit. But hey, Delaware, you made the news. You made the news, chew. How about that shit? Like that's pretty cool, right? That's pretty cool. So, I guess they'll take it. It's a it's a moral victory at the end of the day, right? Uh, yes, a moral victory of sorts. Uh, but I would like to go on record uh, and really solidify my stance that no matter what happens to the penny, fuck the metric system. Oh, yes. You uh, you said that the metric system is for the devil last week. Uh, I did, do you, yeah. do you Do you still stand by those words? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, one, 100%. The metric system can eat the fattest part of my ass. It came from the devil. It is for the devil. It should go back to the devil. Tell me, Lou. Sure. How you really feel. I feel the way about it. I feel as I feel about when people say cheers and are American. Oh, cheers, brother. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck yourself. Um, yeah, I don't care for it. But you know what we should care for? That, damn it. I was going to say, it's not like guns where I just don't believe in them like Santa Claus with the Easter Bunny. But <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying that lately because I just think it's a funny thing to say. Like when people like anytime somebody brings a gun, I'm like, ah, I don't believe in them. They're like, what? And I'm like, and they're like, oh, you don't have guns? I'm like, no, no, no. I mean, I don't believe in them like Christmas or the Easter Bunny. I, just, I don't think they're real. <laughs> it's just a fun thing to say. You know, it, it's funny because I don't know how much, you know, effort goes into this, but there's this conspiracy that Finland actually doesn't exist. Oh, I, you know what? I think I've actually heard that before. Um, I, that's, that's definitely not true. Though. I'm pretty sure Finland exists. I was going to say, you know, the images from space would really have to be doctored. I was going to say it's a lot of work to make. And again, like, why? What do what do we gain from you letting us think that Finland is a thing? Like what comes from Finland that were like salty fish? Swedish? No, that's Sweden. Oh, that's Swedish Sweden. fish. Yeah, I said. So I said salty fish. Like, I, what? Like, what do we get? Like Finland? Like, here's what I know about Finland. Finland in Finland, they dance and they sing and they play away all day. And that's from a song from a, from a musical called Spamalot, written by the guys from Monty Python. I'm familiar with Spamalot. Oh, you know the musical Spamalot? I do. Yeah, Finland is the country where we dance. Finland is the country where we sing. Finland is the country where we play away all day. Yeah, it's a great song. Uh, so, yeah, that's all I know about Finland. I know nothing of Finland. So, I mean, it could be real, Ben. It could not be real. But the moral of the story is it doesn't impact us. So, basically, Finland is like the Delaware of Europe. 
Sort of, yeah. Like if you show if you showed me if you showed me Finland and Norway on a map, I'd go, well, one of them is one. Fifty <laughs> fifty. Yeah, it's the same thing. Good work, Ben. Great correlation. You're absolutely right. Doing what I can here. Yeah, that's why they pay you the big bucks. And to hear us not get paid more of the big bucks, mm. uh, check us out on iTunes. Please check us out on iTunes. I beg of you. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to beg, but you know what I mean. It's a turn of speeches. Just just go listen to us. Go listen to more episodes on iTunes. There's 142. It's not like you don't have time. What well, are you now doing 143, for? but... That's true. Well, they already listened to this one, I'm assuming. Otherwise, they wouldn't have heard this part anyways. Unless there are people who just like to listen to the end, which would be weird. It's a little weird. Yeah. But it's not weird, though, if you check out our website as well at www.thenewstreet.com. Our beautiful website, I might add. We are also on the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. Well, just just the one. Just, just the, the one. one. Just the one Facebook. Yeah, we're not on MySpace, so don't, right. don't go looking there. You can also uh, catch us twatting on Twitter. Did you know MySpace is still a thing, though? I, you know, I, I I remember like a year or so ago they tried to bring it back as like a music sharing service type thingamahoo or like there was some sort of music connection and I thought that that just died. Uh, so I did not know it was still a thing. Should we get a MySpace page? Nah, no. don't count on it. Yeah, don't, don't count on it. It's like our Google Plus page. If somebody wants to create a MySpace page for this show and run it, cool. That's all you, dude. I'll allow it. So that is it for me this week. Lou, take us home. Nope. <laughs>